everyone, and welcome to the At Scale Data Driven Podcast. And uh, today's special guest is Elif Tutuk. And Elif, we just announced today, is our the At Scale new global head of products. So, Elif, welcome to the At Scale Podcast. Thank you very much, Dave. It's great to be here. And welcome to At Scale. We're so excited to we're so excited to have you. Um, so in today's podcast, everyone, we're going to be talking about uh, Elif and her and her path here uh, to At Scale. Um, she's had a she's got a, an amazing background, um, and uh, and so I'm really excited uh, to hear about it and uh, and to share it with you guys. So um, Elif, let's just start with um, uh, first of all, just you know where how did you get to where you are today and talk a little bit about uh, past, present, and and we'll talk a lot about the future. Yeah, great. So yeah, um, I have almost like two decades of experience in data and analytics. Like right out of college, I joined a retailer, part of their BI team. And uh, I was doing like living and breathing all the challenges with data and then enabling all the users like to make data-driven decisions. So that was a good experience, uh, just, you know, um, just really being part of the BI team and creating those data structures for a better decisions. Um, and then after a while, I said that, well, there should be better ways of doing that. And I decided to join like, you know, a technology company, um, like a, providing analytics. And I joined Click. And it was 12 years ago, and it was a fun journey. Um, when I joined Click, it was a much more smaller company, like 300 e e people. Now it's around, I think, close to 3,000. And we only had one analytics product. And when I was leaving, uh, we had a full cloud platform with data integration, catalog, AutoML, uh, automations, and analytics. So yeah, it was a great journey. I learned a lot as a product leader. Um, but more importantly, Dave, like, again, you know, that 12 years really gave me a good understanding what are the challenges out there for real users to be able mm -hmm. to make data and to make data-driven decisions and to be able to take actions based on that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because um, you got started in industry sort of being a practitioner. Um, were you using Click at the time? Um, and and did, did Click say, gosh, you're such a great customer. We want, we wanna, we ha wanna have you on board as a, as a product leader. Yeah, it was it was something like that. Yeah, I was I was using ClickView at that time, uh, mm -hmm. and then you know, joined the company. I think you have similar background, right? So uh, you have been at Yahoo, and then you actually had the challenges, and that's why you know you start innovating this awesome technology at that scale. Yeah, you know, it, look, it's when it comes down to you know when entrepreneurs always sort of sort of ask you know what do you what do you do? Where did the idea come from? It's like it's. It doesn't come when you're, you know, in the shower and it pops into your head. It comes from living pain and and trying to find a solution and not finding one. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that 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 was sort of uh, my path uh, to starting at scale. Um, but enough about me. So, what's 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 super interesting about about your journey, um, Elif, is that um, you, you know you started at at the time when the company was pretty small. And you know, and for people who don't know, Click is and ClickView and and ClickSense um, was really an innovative uh, visualization platform um, that was really sort of the first to do this sort of associated um, uh, 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 queries and dashboards where you click on one, you know, one element and it automatically creates a filter for another. It, it was a really intuitive experience. And we actually um, were a customer at Yahoo, which is where I had some experience with Click. 
So talk to me about like what happened in terms of that transition from 300 to 3000. Um, what kinds of things changed and, and how did your role changed d during that sort of hyper growth? Yeah, so I think one of the first challenge to to take on was, you know, our like the, that second generation of of the analytics consumption. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you think about the whole BI analytics consumption, um, you know, started with uh, like OLAP, still needed, very needed because you know every human brain would like to you know slice and dice and analyze the data accordingly. Uh, but we start seeing more and more the need for self-service because, you know, we don't want to like, if you want to have increased analytics adoption, you really would like to have an easy to use uh, analytics consumption uh, experience. So that's why I, I kind of, I take the challenge on like being the product manager for analytics area and then really understanding the user needs to have a self-service uh, you know, analytics experience. Um, so that is where we have introduced ClickSense and mm -hmm. uh, really kind of enabling that self-service. Um, but then like, again, they might come back again. Um, it's just the challenge is really, um, no matter what type of analytics consumption experience you create, if the user doesn't understand what data that data means, then they won't trust it and they won't use it. So mm -hmm. that's why like in the last two years, I start really believing that there has to be a mechanism easily where the organizations can reflect the business context and the business logic to data. And mm -hmm. the way that I prefer that um, is like creating a, a digital data twin of the business. Um, and I think like the market is also realizing that, um, like that's why we are seeing more and more um, catalog products out there, even the analytics catalog now it's kind of the new trend. And the whole idea is how you can enable the users to gain trust. But the catalog technologies, yeah, and it, they, they, they surface the metadata to, to the user uh, for you know, easy search. You can understand where the data is coming from and they have a business definition, but it is siloed, right? It is the catalog, you know, whereas you, when you are consuming analytics, you are in, in your BI tool. So mm -hmm. that's why I really start thinking that, you know, there has to be that middle layer where you can reflect uh, business definitions on complex data sets and then just let the users go wild per se, because it's also governed um, to be able to, you know, really, you know, gain insights uh, at scale. <laughs> Uh, so, like, that is really, again, I'm just coming back why, you know, I decided to join at scale. I've seen that challenge, and I think, I really think that the uh, universal semantic layer is a good solution for that problem. Yeah, so um, so you, you sort of got took us there, but um, I was going to ask that. So, you know, you, you were, you know, you had a really important role at Click um, there for 12 years, making the sort of the move to, um, to get back into a, a startup like AtScale. Um, and, uh, and, and, and make that transition had to be a big decision. So can you talk a little bit, Alif, about just, you know, about why you joined that scale and, and, and how you sort of went through that decision, decision process? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a big decision, you know, uh, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you kind of put, I am a person who put my soul into everything that I do and mm -hmm. just creating that community and everything was, was great. But again, just like I'm looking at the technology trends, Dave, like uh, mm -hmm. what is happening right now. So um, every organization, small or large, like they are, everyone wants to move their data to cloud. And there is a reason for that because, you know, in recent years, the cloud storage and processing power is at scale. 
so uh, there's that 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 shift that is happening. And, and on top of that, there's a lot of innovations that happened in the last four, five years, I would say, on the data management tools. Like DBT is a great example of that. Even now there's a new persona, analytics engineers, like who mm -hmm. love to do SQL, get to data in a cons consumable um, you know, uh, format. Um, so when you combine that, you know, what has happened in the cloud uh, movement and then also the data management innovations uh, on those tools, you know, that's really created the modern data stack that everyone is talking right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's one thing that, but again, I keep thinking about, you know, when you look at those data management, modern data, uh, data stacks, like, yes, there's a lot of innovations, but those innovations are focusing on making raw data analytics ready, like either mm -hmm. is it warehouse automation or change data capture or DBT, but still nobody's <laughs> really focusing on the problem of making that analytics ready data business ready is how I refer mm -hmm. it. Because you can yeah. create you know, the, you know, a good start schema, right? Um, that can, you know, it's a real time, it gets updated with CDC, but if the user still doesn't understand, you know, what's the, like, what that data, um, like, metric mean, um, and also what's the best way, uh, the right way to slice and dice that with a governed manner, uh, then they wouldn't be really making the right decision. And also, you know, the analytics adoption would not be high. So, like, those are the technology trends that I, you know, really think that, you know, um, even making the, the need for semantic layer more obvious. Yeah, I love I love I love how you've you made a distinction between business ready versus analytics ready, um, and uh, been a lot of focus on analytics ready, not necessarily business ready, where that semantic layer really comes in and makes it. You know, I like to talk about you know it makes data really consumable by everyone, not just somebody who can write SQL or understands schemas and understands how to connect to you know platforms like Snowflake or Databricks. Um, so, so when you think about that and you think about where we can go with the semantic layer, Elif, what, what kinds of things you think um, where we can continue that sort of trend of innovation to get that data consumable by everyone? Yeah, so what really you know, makes my heart beat <laughs> lately like, um, is really how we can shift that center of gravity of making analytics-ready data, business-ready from the last mile of analytics consumption to the last mile of modern data stack. Like what I mean by that is today, uh, I know like every users, they, 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 they do that conversion or they try to do that conversion at the BI consumption layer. Mm -hmm. uh, and what happens at the organizations, of course, there are many BI tools and that's no news, right? So each of those BI tools, they have their own version of the truth or the way of defining the data. Um, so really my goal is how we can shift that collaboration and make it super easy for the data producer and business user to collaborate on the semantic layer in a very agile, like in an awesome experience uh, to create that um, business-ready data to be consumed by any BI tool. So that's the other thing, uh, Dave, like, you know, um, right now is, you know, every business unit has their own choice of BI tool. Like when I was at Click, I used to say that, you know, every time a user exports data from Click to Excel, an angel dies. It's actually, I love that. I love yeah. that. I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you about that. That's like something I love um, because, because uh, Excel is deemed by in, uh, IT and also obviously a visualization vendor. 
Excel is deemed as the enemy, right? It's like, oh no, it's like, it's why would you ever want to use Excel and get out of our beautiful walled garden? Um, but, uh, but that's ultimately what people want to do. Yeah, because again, that goes back to human psychology. Perhaps like everyone would like to see the data and seeing the data in a tabular format is what makes Excel so unique. Uh, so yeah. I don't think any BI tool can compute with Excel. It's just the reality. Um, and just by the way, I also want to give credit, like it's our previous CTO, Anthony Dayton, who starts saying that. So, but just, I love the fact that an angel dies and it's really- <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it definitely makes an emotional connection there uh yeah. and 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 just and just for everybody who's listening um we, we don't think excel is evil um we think that uh if you just dump data in excel i could see that um and use excel as a database and it's ungoverned and, and unstructured yeah you know you can get into trouble um but um with our interface to excel with that live connection it is governed and it is live and that you don't have spreadsheet spread marts um, because each cell in Excel can point back to a cell in the at scale, um, you know, virtual model, which all, all that data sits on the cloud data platform, like a snowflake or a Databricks. So you can have your cake and eat it too. And you don't have to fight the Excel uh, pull that, that a lot of users have. Yeah, that blew my mind, Dave. Like a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were looking at the product together. You were doing a walkthrough for me. And when I saw how an Excel user, a Tableau user, a Power BI user can yeah, use the same set of defined metrics and dimensions, all running either Snowflake or Databricks or Google BigQuery, it's just I said, yeah, that's it. Like, because I know, again, coming back to, you know, um, Every business unit, uh, they have their own needs um, to use, you know, because finance users, they would like to have that cell specific access and that's why they love Excel. You know, there is a group of users who, who love visualizations, who love, you know, Tableau. There's a set of users who love, you know, Click and others, Power BI. So that's the other thing, like, you know, like imagine having, you know, whatever BI tool of choice you're using and then, you know, any cloud data warehouse and just being able to access the same set of governed layer of uh, metrics and dimension definitions uh, is huge. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. So, so Alif, why do you think it's taken us so long to get to the point where uh, we actually start to think of uh, a semantic layer as universal versus, you know, tied to the visualization tool? Like, you know, like for 12 years, right at click, you know, the semantic layer was click uh, as, as far as, uh, as, as far as, um, click and click customers were concerned so but why do you think it's it's uh, what what do you think was the sort of impetus to actually get us to start thinking this way um so i think just in the world they like i know like you know every dashboard users when they want to create a dashboard they create a data model but that definitions of you know the logic business logic gets stuck with that data uh, dashboard and mm -hmm. when you look at uh, you know recent trends and conversations around data fabric and data mesh, people are realizing that, yeah, business units, um, they would like to own the data because they have the domain knowledge. Um, and now, you know, they start having the resources like analytics engineers to get that data ready in an analytics format and then consume that. Um, so I think that's why there is a lot of conversations around data fabric and data mesh. Um, mm -hmm. But now think about the case where every business unit has their own data domain um, and mm -hmm. data models. 
And there's a need to be able to combine those data models with a, you know, common dimensions, common attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you are an inventory department looking, you know, analyzing inventory, then there's the sales department analyzing sales. And just combining those two data domains with a common, you know, time dimension is a huge value. So that's why I think, you know, this is the right time for a semantic layer to shine because for the first time, I think the technology came to the point where those business units are enabled and it's okay for them to drive their own data domain. And mm-hmm. now the need to be able to have an organizational 360 degree view on that data. And that's why you need the semantic layer more than ever now. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great answer because you know, look, it's, everybody is talking about data mesh. It's a more distributed way of, of, of having the business themselves build and control their data products, but without an architecture to share and define what those data products are without having a common language, you know, it's just, uh, it'll just, just be back to chaos again. Everybody will be doing their own thing. So it's great to have a semantic layer and uh, backed by uh, shareable data models to be able to be that common thread that allows those different business units to create their data assets and also share them with other business units in a, in a, in a common, you know, um, pluggable way. Yeah, it's kind of like having the Lego pieces. Like it is all government, it's all searchable. You find a model and you see, you know, what's the use of it, and then you say you find another model, and just the system is smart, knows what's mm-hmm. the best way of uh, connecting them, and you connect and you start, you know, your insight-driven journey with that data. Uh, so I think those are the things. Like you know, there's a saying. Uh, there's a saying in Turkish, and I think it's the same in English as well. Like before the perfect uh, storm. You know, all the ingredients needs to come together. And I think, uh, you know, for its scale and for semantic layer, uh, that has happened right now, like with all the technology and the personas and the needs that we are saying, you know, there's more need for the uh, universal semantic layer. Yeah, you know, I, I leave, let's uh, change gears a little bit and just talk about AI and ML. Um, so so uh, where do you see things going when it comes to AI and ML and that that market, and and how does it affect, or how does it how does it uh, um, integrate or um, uh, fit in with the semantic layer? What's your what's your what's your yeah. view on that? Uh, so I think you know um, I actually started my AI ML journey um, maybe five years ago with the augmented intelligence, and mm-hmm. my view of using AI ML again working at the consumption layer. Like I kept thinking how we can use these awesome technologies and methods to kind of increase the analytics adoption. So my goal was to make the analytics creation much more easier, much more predictive easily with the use of AI and ML. Uh, but what is happening right now, there is uh, they have a huge community of users, new set of users, right? Data scientists. And their task is, you know, to generate insights for the organizations. And when you think about it, you know, um, it's the same goal with analytics. Um, so hence that set of personas should be also used the same you know, layer of uh, governed data uh, to be able to build their models. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the you know, hot topic in the AI ML uh, community is you know, uh, getting data ready for modeling. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that is a new, not a new problem for us. Like in BI and analytics world, we have been saying that, you know, 80% of your time goes to creating that data, making it business ready. And then Mm -hmm. the concept comes after that. So that's no different for them. And it just amazes me now that 
you know, there's the BI users um, and analytics consumers and the data scientists, and they should be able to use the same, you know, semantic layer so that mm -hmm. what they are generating is based on that digital twin of the business with the data. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, again, you know, it's just the consumer for the semantic layer is increasing even more uh, with that new community of users. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, so a new persona to basically consume the semantic layer and get value out of it. How, how about a leaf? Um, how about uh, um, applying AI and ML to the actual process of defining that data model or even augmenting the data model itself, augmenting the semantic layer? Where do you th see things going um, in that direction? Yeah, so uh, one of the unique things with, you know, just again, spending, you know, for five years, just building that type of technology, I had the aha moment, like, when you create a model to predict a metric, let's say sales, right? One of the nice thing of the ML model, it also tells you the key drivers, or I think the data scientists refer them as the, like the features, like, um, to saying that, okay, you know, how did the model come up with that prediction? because these are the key drivers, the key attributes that are affecting that, which is a great information, by the way, for an analytics consumer to be able to know, because one of the other hot topic with AI is, you know, building the trust of the, you know, that black box, it shouldn't be black box. So that's why I really think that there's also a great opportunity as a value for those data scientists community after they create their model, like they do their feature engineering. And it's a very time consuming work. And it is, you know, they do that over and over and over. So what if, you know, those features generated by the feature mm -hmm. engine becomes part of the semantic layer mm -hmm. and they become governed and they become reusable. And they are not only for the data scientist, but they're also for the business user because ultimately they are the ones who's going to consume that prediction. And just knowing that, these are the key drivers or how the model made the decision about that fact is an awesome huge value. So that's where I see the, you know, overlap between the, you know, data scientists and the modeling and how it mm -hmm. taught as part of the whole semantic layer and what the value for, you know, different types of personas. Yeah, you know, the semantic layer could really break down those silos between those two teams because traditionally, you know, the business analysts and the data scientists are sort of, you know, off on their own, uh, doing their own thing. And sometimes they may meet, um, but the semantic layer could really unify them and allow the allow the data scientists to create predictions and features and then allow the rest of the community to actually leverage them to make decisions. So it's a really nice, it's a really nice combination. Yeah, exactly. So the other area that I see a great innovation opportunity today for semantic layer is to have the concept of lenses or applying context. And I think you know, I'm getting up to speed with its scale and the power of its scale. A couple of days ago, you showed me like how its scale can apply uh, more governance like PII type of context so that you don't see um, all of the fields if you're not allowed to see. But that really kind of triggered this idea about, okay, what if I'm a, like, a, you know, the system knows me that, you know, maybe I'm a marketing analyst, but I just started my job. So it's my first month. What if there's a lens that can be applied on that semantic layer so that, you know, I can progressively grow in my analytics journey? Like, there's mm -hmm. so much opportunity when you think about shifting the focus to that middle, like, semantic layer and mm -hmm. enable, again, multiple personas to collaborate over there to make analytics-ready, data business-ready. But then also, like, start thinking about more personalized consumption of analytics and how semantic layer can really help for that. Uh, so those are the things oh, I love that... that. Mike, like makes my heart beating. Um, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I love it. It's super exciting. You know, because, you know, because we see every query, you know, coming through the semantic layer, we can, we can, we can, we know what people's intents are, what they're interested in. Um, you know, right now we use that information to, um, to automatically performance um, enhance that experience, right? So we create aggregates automatically based on that sort of user behavior. But you're right, we can go so much deeper into making it a more personalized experience and making that making that user smarter, um, you know, through you know through machine learning and 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 through that that uh, that intelligence. So an Elm could be in the semantic layer, so that regardless of whether they're using Excel or Power BI or Click or you know or 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 uh, Tableau, you know, they're going to be equally smart. Yeah. Again, just going back, I know other BI vendors are thinking about that, like Netflix-like experience. It's personalized. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, it's great. Like, yeah, let's think about users, make things personalized. But it, that shouldn't sit on the, you know, a BI layer. Uh, that's mm -hmm. why, you know, again, those are the innovation areas that we will be working together. Uh, oh, um, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. So, um, Elif, you know, you you obviously are really successful. Um, you know, um, you you immigrated from Turkey. Uh, you uh, you established yourself, uh, and uh, and have been a product leader. Um, both, um, you know, at, 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 at Click and now at Scale, um, started as a practitioner. So what are some of the things you could share with the audience um, to uh, that are your secrets or your success uh, to becoming uh, the, 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 the analytics and product leader that you are today? Oh, uh, thank you, Dave. Thank you. Um, really just, you know, always stay curious and, you know, continue to learn and make sure that you're doing whatever you love to do. Uh, you know, I've been always driven by data and analytics, you know, since I started, you know, as a user. Um, and I keep, you know, going after that, you know, the, the ambition that I have. Um, and then I start loving building technologies and innovating and interacting with users. Uh, so just know that what you love, know what your strengths are and how you can combine them and, you know, continue to stay curious. And, you know, magic happens after that. You don't have to think about anything else. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice for everyone listening. Um, Elif, uh, I am so excited and I really sincerely mean this to have a partner and have you here um, helping us on achieving that vision of uh, of data for everyone. Um, and so uh, and and so it's for everybody listening. Um, watch out uh, because you're going to see some amazing things coming out of, uh, out of at scale uh, with Elif's leadership and so i just want to thank you for for joining the journey um and i'm so excited to see uh you know what we can do together in the future yeah the same here dave like that's there's a reason why i fall in love with this technology and kudos to you that you have live and breathe the, the the problem and then i love when the technology comes from an actual problem and it's going to be a great journey i'm so 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 happy to have the chance to work with you and the, the rest of the product and engineering team at that scale well, thank you, Alif, um, and thank everybody. Thank you for listening, um, and stay data-driven.